0: Hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome. Welcome to the fourth day of August 2021. Yeah. Welcome to Wednesday, baby. Right smack dab in the middle of the week. My name is Nick. Hey, there's Big J right over
1: there, dude. Hey. What's Big J doing? Nothing. What did Big J do? Oh, man. Uh, After, uh, you know, getting off the. You know the the tough couple days I had. The family immediately decided to put me to the test. Hey, we make tacos for dinner. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, of course. But okay. I well, it was Tuesday. I didn't eat any. Really? Well, yeah, man. You don't want to come off. You don't want to come off hell and well, go right for the heart of. Yeah, uh, well,
0: I mean, I guess it depends on how your body usually reacts to tacos. I mean,
1: does it usually give you the
0: green apple no, splatters or
1: something? No, but I don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk it for the brisket? Yeah. It, well, I wish it was brisket tacos, but, uh, no, so I took it easy. Take it, I took it easy in full recovery now, 100%. So,
0: while your family was scarfing down tacos for dinner last night that you made, what did you have for dinner?
1: A lot of nothing. Nothing? I wasn't hungry. Oh, man.
0: Uh, you still must not be 100% then, huh? No, I'm 100% now. Oh, okay. I feel great so, today. uh, you'll have leftover tacos for dinner tonight? Oh, yeah.
1: I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Give it a good 24 hours and then shove those tacos down your gullet. Yep. Today on the show, Big Jay watched a movie for us last night. Uh, yeah, what was it called? Bankroll. Start- Bankroll. I knew it started with a B. Uh, for some reason, I wanted to call it Bloodlust, but I was like, I know that's not what it was called. Uh, and so uh, he watched it and he will review it for you this morning. We'll give you that. Uh, coming up before we hit 7 o'clock this morning, we'll have a chance for you to go check out Primus, that show now less than a week away, out there at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. Nice little rock show coming up on Tuesday of next week. We got you covered there. Also have a chance to have a little bit of fun with us over the course of the show today. We'll be talking a lot about schooling here in the Treasure Valley, so prepare yourselves for that, both mentally and physically. And, of course, we also have a chance to play some Bad Impressions later on in the show. Maybe some Between the Buried to Me tickets up for grabs there. So, concerts are coming to town, man. I was just having a conversation about how crazy it's going to be once we hit, like, the 22nd. Like, you know, we got Primus coming up next week, and then once we hit the 22nd of this month, it, like, never stops all the way through the end of October. Yeah. Like, almost to the point where we have three shows a week. It's going to be Rock show crazy, baby. So get ready because the concert season is coming, if not almost in full swing. It will be by the end of this month. So we're going to keep you busy, that is for sure. Uh, Just make sure you keep listening for your chance to win some free tickets and keep listening for some music. We're going to kick things off here this morning with some Nirvana. It smells like teen spirit. You're on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X (laughs) Rocks.
1: The Morning After with Nick and Big Jay.
0: Important stuff has and will be brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444, chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You, you deserve an advocate. Last night, the Boise School District Board of Trustees approved a new plan of operations for the 2021-2022 school year. Uh, They are requiring face masks for all students and staff indoors, doesn't matter what your vaccination status is. This is due to the Delta variant and rising cases of the coronavirus all over the state and the country, as well as a bunch of different high schools that are already back in session across the other parts of the country that are having COVID issues when they don't have mask mandates. So under the pandemic plan changes that were approved, all unvaccinated students, staffs and visitors were are, would have to wear masks in school buildings. They talked about that back in July. And now at Tuesday's special meeting, they basically decided, you know what, uh, based on the evidence given to them by the CDC, as well as the Central Health District of Health, as well as doctors here in the Treasure Valley, that if they want to keep students in school, in person five days a week, the only way this is even possible is by social distancing and masking up as much as they possibly can Uh, because we are back into cases of over 300 to 400 a day again here in the Treasure Valley. Uh, So that is a lot of cases of COVID. It's been a long time since we've had that many and there's a reason for that. So they basically unanimously approved the plan yesterday that will require students, teachers, visitors, everybody to wear a face covering while indoors. Doesn't matter what your vaccination status is because uh, the Delta variant doesn't seem to care. And while, you know, if you're vaccinated, you certainly have less of a chance of getting, you know, being symptomatic, of having any issues with it. But it doesn't mean you're less contagious to people that are unvaccinated, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, it's been pointed out, too, that, listen, the point of the vaccine is to keep you from going to the hospital and dying. Right not necessarily spreading the disease and in that regard it's been 100 percent, almost 100 percent effective 99
0: yeah effective yeah uh if you if you have the vaccine you aren't going to the hospital or ending up in the icu most likely uh and that was exactly what it was for but that doesn't mean you can't get it uh they tell you that when you get the first shot they tell you that when you get the second shot uh if you're not 100 percent immune to it you are just putting up a nice little wall to prevent it and then you know also with this delta variant it's one of those deals that's way more contagious and now there's the delta plus variant that we have to worry about as well that just popped up so i mean guys uh, we're going right back into it uh so please uh, do the right thing and uh if you plan on sending your students to school for the new school year then just know that masks are going to be a thing and they're gonna have to deal with it um and if you don't like it then you can keep them home and you can do remote learning or you can do homeschooling it's your call either way it's still a safety call i mean i think you're taking a chance if you decide to send your kids to in-person schooling as it is just because of the fact that again you don't know anything about the background of any of these people and when you put them into that particular situation you got to make sure that everybody's being responsible and if there's one thing that uh, this whole thing has taught us uh we're not great with responsibility big j nope not one of our strong suits U.S. is in first place with 76 medals at the Olympics, followed by China with 69 and the Russian Olympic Committee with 52. China's got 32 gold medals. U.S. is second with 25, Japan third with 20. Steph Curry's rich. He reached a deal with the Golden State Warriors on a new $215 million four-year extension with the team yesterday. That keeps him a warrior through the 25-26 season. Uh, He becomes the first player in NBA history, Big J, to sign two $200 million contracts. Uh, During his time in the NBA. So uh, Steph Curry's got some cash. Damn. uh, I believe he'll be paying for lunch next week for the team. Carmelo Anthony headed to the Lakers. One year deal doesn't surprise anybody. Free agent deals can't officially become uh, something until Friday. But he posted a video on social media. Agent has announced that there's all sorts of free agency things happening. They just can't sign anything until Friday. But Carmelo Anthony joining his friend LeBron James in uh, the Lakers team. That shouldn't surprise anybody. Cool little thing happened yesterday. If you get a chance, check out Weezer's cover of Enter Sandman. We talked about how Metallica is releasing a special anniversary edition of the Black Album where they get a bunch of artists uh, to cover all the songs on the album several times over. There's over 50 covers from songs on the Black Album that are going to be out there and available for you to check out. A lot of these bands you've never heard of in your life. Some of them you have, and Weezer, I hope, is one of the bands you've at least heard of. And they did a cover of Enter Sandman that dropped yesterday that I thought was a lot of fun. Agree or disagree? Yeah. So uh, it's a different spin on things, but, you know, Weezer is a pretty, when they do covers, they're pretty faithful. And I would say that they're pretty faithful to the cover here as well. But they have a little bit of fun with it, put a little bit of a Weezer spin on it, and they make it sound pretty good. So check it out if you get the chance. In the meantime, you can get it as a kind of like a bonus track or a early track download if you pre-order the Metallica Blacklist album that's got the 53 covers. It's officially available September 10th, but if you pre-order now, you get that Weezer cover for you to enjoy on your own time. 100% of the sales, by the way, for that Blacklist album benefit uh, 52 different charities. Uh, Part of it, Metallica Charities, uh, All Within My Hands, and then Weezer's charity as well will get some of the proceeds if you download the Weezer track. So it's all going to good causes, too. Brand new from Dorothy, what's coming to me, your nude song of the day. Reminder, she is coming to town, by the way. Uh, do not miss that show, man. Hailstorm, Rival Sons, and Dorothy. That's nuts.
1: <laughs> a lot of crooning.
0: Uh, November 4th is when that's happening at the Rev Center. Tickets are on sale now. You can grab them at xrock.com. You will not be sorry. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you on Netflix. It is called Bankrolled, a brand new Netflix
1: movie. Hey, Big J, how was it? Yeah, well, let's talk about the movie here. It's called Bankrolled, and it's from Mexico, Nick, so it was all in subtitles. Right. It stars Alado Escalante, Ricardo Polanco, Natalia Tellis, and uh, Maria Chacon. And it's uh, one of those things. It's always interesting to me, and I should probably venture out more on my own and do this, because the, some of the times that I've watched some of these foreign films have been a pretty pleasant experience. Some of my favorite movies are foreign films. And it's a great because you get a look at how, you know, uh, the world kind of looks at it, it has their own different kind of culture. Mm-hmm. And it's different from Mars. So you've got uh, this movie with two friends, uh, Polo and Blas. And at first, <laughs> like, I'm not sure if they're just best friends and roommates or uh, if they're actually lovers. Okay, because, uh, you know, I mean, we're friends. And we've traveled before and spent close proximity. We've never showered in front of each other or gone to the bathroom in front of each other. That is correct, right? Uh, so, we have shared a bed though. Yes, uh, but you know that. But but we were clothed, and so <laughs> that threw me for a little bit. Uh, but but they're just really good friends, and basically, uh, one is uh, is really he's got some insecurities, but he really wants to make something of himself. You remember the movie The Circle? Yeah, God, yes. How could I forget? Unfortunately. Uh, This whole movie kind of surrounds the world of social media and upstarts and those sort of things. And the idea is that Bankroll is this uh, these preeminent company that helps uh, people who want to do startup businesses and gives them money and helps them along the way uh, and, and finds promising people to be the next Zuckerberg, et cetera. And so Polo is one of these guys he's really into. He really wants to, I mean, he's all about the networking and everything. And his buddy Blas is, is not, he is the opposite of that. He doesn't want anything to do with it. He just wants to be a barista. Okay. Uh, and so uh, their worlds are a little different, but they're best friends, and uh, they, they go to this uh, crazy party that, that is a networking party, and they meet this guy who, who he hooks him up with a bunch of drugs, and they come home, and they come up with this great idea for a new social network, and uh, all of a sudden they don't even remember doing it because they were so high on this drug and and they create this thing called uh, sign in which is basically a a social network where you uh you sign petitions and you get points for doing it and you change the world okay uh, and of course they don't know what they're doing they just made this thing up mm-hmm. and but it's getting success it's getting crowdfunded and the bake roll gets all into it so there's that whole thing and basically it's just a movie about friendship and how uh they need to you know come to a point where they see their flaws in themselves and and, and etc. So, I'll tell you what, I loved it. Yeah? I loved it. Look at you, dude. Yeah, Expanding it's fast. your it's, horizon. It's fast-paced. I mean, it, this is, you know, well, a lot of movies are streaming dumbass, sometimes you get really bad indie movies, sometimes that just, it, the, this is high-end, I mean, they, they, there's a pretty big budget for this movie, and at least that's what they made it look like, and they did a great job at it. So, yeah, watch Bankroll. Don't mind the subtitles. Comedy? Yes, okay. for sure. Okay. Beautiful. So look at this. Big J
0: enjoyed a subtitled movie called Bankrolled, and it is fairly new on Netflix. So uh, don't let the subtitles scare you off. It is good. It is Big J approved, I I'm imagine. Yeah, yeah. Even uh. with the opening, it was weird. <laughs> so uh, check it out. It is a brand new movie on Netflix, and it is officially Big J approved. He loved it.
1: Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
0: Important stuff. Well, they're brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You deserve an Advocate. Big J, I don't care what you say, the Olympics are going on. And every single time the Olympics happen, we always have that story. Hey, hey, hey. How much are Olympic medals worth, bro? And we have that story once again for this particular batch of the Olympics. Of course, you know, they always kind of fluctuate a little bit depending on the precious metals pricing on the market and things like that. (laughs) It's the price of gold these days. But the uh, 556-gram gold medal, which in case you're curious, is actually not solid gold at all. It's actually pure silver plated in gold. So it's only about six grams of gold. Uh, That would be worth about $800 if you melted it down that's how much a gold medal is worth now if you've got the pure silver medal, that would worth it's worth about 450 dollars and then the bronze which is actually 95 percent copper and 5 percent zinc so no bronze in there whatsoever that will get you about five dollars if you melt it down. jeez so bronze medals not worth the whole hell of a lot listen when you're thinking about the whole thing none of it's really worth that much you know what i mean Gold medals are really one of those things that just are pieces of history and nostalgic and capture a moment in time. But still, selling a medal from its original form can equate to a lot of cash. Now, listen, if you don't melt it down, there are plenty of Olympians that have chosen to sell their medals for large sums. Either they've hit hard times or they've raised money for charity. But it's you're much more likely to actually get money as this is the gold medal for blah, blah, blah from the 2020 Olympics than you would be to, like, send it to some scrap metal place. Correct. But it kind of gives you an idea of how much they spend to put all this stuff together. So, like, you know, when they're throwing down $5 for bronze medals, you're like, okay, what's the real prize? And the answer is, what's the real prize for any of it other than glory? Do you understand what I'm saying? No. To
1: glory!
0: Like the song just said. Speaking of medals, the U.S. is in first place as the medal count goes with the Olympics. 76 total for the old United States of America. China's in second with 69. Russia third with 52. If you believe the reports, Big J, the commissioners of the Pac-12 and the Big 12, they met yesterday. Why? Well, they want to put together a super conference, bro. Yeah, screw you, SEC. Well, they still would be in second place of the SEC. You won't let me be me. What it does kind of screw over is... Conferences like the Mountain West, if we're being perfect. Listen,
1: uh, the Mountain West has been screwed over here for a few years. Yeah, so
0: Boise State's going to be on the outside looking in here. Listen, uh, this is
1: privileged. a state of emergency, and uh, they're they're approaching it in that manner. Yeah, but I mean,
0: where can you go? You know what I mean? If they merge the Pac-12 and the Big 12, there ain't going to be no room for Boise State. Which you know, when you look regionally, that conference, whatever it may be or whatever it may become, makes the most sense for this school. But they're not gonna need extra members. They're gonna have too many as it is.
1: Although there might be a couple members they don't need. They're like, you know what, Boise State might be better for us than this. But see, here's the problem. We don't have
0: all the programs that those other schools have, which make them, well, you know- Well, we
1: started to, yeah, and then, but then unfortunately- Right,
0: what I'm saying is we don't have those programs. We, yeah, you're right, we did. We started to, there was supposed to be a baseball program, but that doesn't exist anymore. And all of these schools have those programs. And when you put these all together to make conferences, I guarantee you there's not going to be any football-only schools involved in this particular thing. And so that leaves them with like the Boise with the option of really do we stay put or do we try to join this American conference that's trying to get a little bit of traction now with uh, as like an also ran with ESPN's backing. And so
1: we'll see what happens. I don't what it what it looks like is the pressure uh, for this season is extreme. What do you mean? Just to make just to make some noise, yeah. Nationally, they yeah. got to make some noise nationally. You know, I, I well, you know,
0: here's what I really think. It's not going to matter until this playoff system starts, because that's when the because still right now it's set up for it doesn't matter whether you're you have to be in a major conference to make a splash in the right. postseason. So it's not set up for Boise State or anybody else, for that matter, to, to make a run other than a fun New Year's Eve bowl. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, they need to really take into account what's going to happen once these playoff things start and where do they go and what makes the most sense for them. Because, listen, it doesn't make sense for Boise to join this admit this America conference when all these schools are going to be East Coast schools. It didn't make sense for them to want to join the Big East back when yeah, they were going to do that either. Exactly. Exactly. But they weren't thinking about that. They were thinking about exposure. But, you know, the one thing that the Boys State team has had has been exposure. Uh, and so what they need to do is find something that gives them a little bit of a more of a chance to make a splash on a national level. And I'm not sure whatever they conference they may join, if it's not one of the big ones, it's not going to make much of a difference. And they're going to need a little bit of help if they want this. But listen, there are plenty, like to me... The Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma is a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Texas Tech, fine. Okay, I guess. Uh, TCU, okay, I guess. But none of them really, there's not really any, like, flagship school anymore. A&M's had also ran, too. You know, that that are all part of this Big 12 without the, the big flagship schools. And listen, it's not even like Texas has been that good of a program. Yeah yeah no kidding but it's got money and it's got backers and it's got support and it's got popularity. It's Got its own network yeah and so it's got money and that's the important thing that it brings to the table where the bronco i mean like if you told me today guess where the broncos are going to be in three years what conference i couldn't tell you yeah nobody can it wouldn't shock me if they were kind of stuck in limbo because they don't have anywhere to go and they're still in the Mountain west and it wouldn't shock me if they were part of this weird big 12 big Pac 12 hybrid either uh, it all kind of depends and it all kind of seems where it all shakes out. But this is a lot like it was four years ago when there was just chaos running around and it was all kicked off by two schools. It's pretty crazy how two schools can really sh- throw the whole college football thing into a match. chaos and earthquakes, Nick. Yep. Yep. Just like non-point predicted. Hey, Big J. Uh, Nicholas Colt, one of your favorite actors, is going to be part of the uh, universal monster universe. Uh, Nicholas Holt, he of course from uh, Fury Road, he would like you to witness him. He is going to play Reinfeld, which is Dracula's assistant. Do you remember the uh, the character? No, don't, I don't. You I don't, don't remember Dracula's like little, like kind of like henchman kind of a thing that did that did the runaround? around? It's not like you know how. Um, Igor. Uh, yeah, yeah, almost the. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's no Igor.
0: But Telling Igor right is now. is Frankenstein. Uh, but Reinfeld would be like basically Dracula's during the day kind of like handyman, if you will.
1: I don't remember him at all. Uh, he wasn't Except a huge character. Maybe there was a version of him in Transylvania 6-5000. I, I, you watched that much more recently than I did, so you'd have to tell me. Uh, Didn't you say you watched that
0: just like a couple months ago? No, no, no. It it was like a year. Okay. Either way. Uh, You should watch it again. More recent than me. I think I'm all right. No. Watch it. Uh, If you can't remember anything about it, I'm not sure that's a solid recommendation. I remember everything about it. Well, was he in it? Yes. You don't know. I don't know. Uh, Chris McKay is going to be the guy that puts us all together. You may not know his name, but you've probably seen a couple of his movies, like The Tomorrow War, which is on Amazon Prime, and Lego Batman. He is going to direct this particular thing it looks like it's going to be a straight up horror movie and so there's that that you have to deal with now Here's traffic. I don't off. know if that means they're going to try to bring back the dark universe that they talked about if you remember that with Tom Cruise as the mummy yeah, yeah, just
1: don't talk about it, just start doing it
0: <laughs> yeah but see these things have to make money in order for this to happen and I, it doesn't sound like you're too geeked up about a Reinfeld movie and so there's that That you have to deal with, too. And people weren't that excited about a Tom Cruise mummy movie. Well, hey,
1: make a good movie, and we'll start from there. Yeah, see, that's the hard part, though. Right. uh, Especially
0: when you're universal. With Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Going to a city I used to live in, Big J. for a little over a year, I was a resident of West Palm Beach, Florida. One of the worst years of my life.
1: Nah, I'm sorry, man. That's all right. It wasn't your fault. I
0: chose to live there, and then I chose to get out as soon as I possibly could. Uh, But I know exactly where this story takes place, and unfortunately, it doesn't surprise me in the least, but it may be one of, like, the most revolting stories we've had on We're Going to Hell. Not from, like, a gross or disgusting standpoint, because there's certainly plenty of those that top the list, but from a, like, oh, my God, what kind of people have we become? Kind of disgusting, if that makes right. sense. Yeah. So the story revolves around a, a West Palm Beach neighborhood uh, right there on Dune Street, which is not a main thoroughfare, but it's it's off of a main thoroughfare in West Palm Beach. And uh, there was a gentleman named Tony who was walking to work. He was going down the street in his neighborhood, just walking to work and ready to go when he noticed that one of his neighbors was driving by and and it th- just, things were going erratic, something was weird. And so he looked a little bit closer and he could see, oh my God, that's my neighbor, and it looks like he's having a seizure behind the wheel of his moving car. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's bad.
0: So he's like, this is a medical emergency. I need to help him as much as I can, otherwise he's gonna hurt himself. And so he ran up to the moving car, and uh, and the doors were locked, because it's one of those cars, you know, you get over right. 10 miles an hour, it locks automatically. So he couldn't get in, but he still was trying to do whatever he could to break the window or to get into the vehicle because he could tell his neighbor was having a medical emergency so much so that his that this car runs over his foot big j okay ouch exactly it hurts but he was able to uh you know get into the vehicle and then the the car kind of like goes up on the curb and it drives into the front yard of a house doesn't hit the house or anything like that, just drives up on the lawn before it does stop. This guy in behind the wheel of the vehicle is still having a medical emergency. Tony is screaming for help. Please, somebody help. And so the owners of the house in which the car's front yard was uh, rolling up on came out and like what's going on and tony's like hey this is our neighbor he's having a seizure please contact authorities as quickly as you can can you help me he's having a medical emergency but the homeowners unfortunately big j were a little bit more worried about the grass and the damage done to the grass when the car got on the grass and so it's one of those stories that were actually uh pretty sad So he's like, help, help, help. And the homeowner said, quote, quote, have him die somewhere else. You're ruining our lawn. They were more worried about the grass than they were the actual dude having a seizure inside the car. So there's where the grossness comes in. Not even grossness. That's just like uh, it's, it's hard to believe it's real. Right so tony realized okay i'm not gonna get any help from these a-holes so he ran back to his uh, to to his neighbor's house and alerted the guy's wife and that's when she came out and started helping her husband emergency workers arrived at the scene moments later treated the driver the good news is the driver's gonna be okay man said that he was so happy that tony was there to save his life called him a true neighborhood hero and it's all gonna work out but i mean I just can't fathom a world in which you're worried about your Florida front lawn more than you are about whether it's a stranger or an actual neighbor. That's when it starts to get a little bit
1: weird. I've heard front lawns here uh, aren't that great anyways. Where? In West Palm. You know, Florida, 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 lawn, Florida lawns are gross. It's all but yeah, crabgrass, and yeah,
0: it's not there's nothing to be proud of there. It's not usually something that looks fantastic or is well landscaped or even something that is worth the trouble. But uh, some people have their priorities way out of whack. And so the question now becomes, you know, now that this guy's OK, thank goodness. I mean, oh, those yeah. neighbors are forever, forever on the outskirts of things, correct? Yeah, you got to drive them out of their out of your neighborhood like they're like Frankenstein or something.
1: Yeah, well, first you burn their grass. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, you want to take something that's so dear to them just away. It's just it's just it's so
0: sad and gross and disgusting that we have got to that that there's even people on this earth that are like that. I mean, even if you hate the person that's having a seizure in your front lawn, there's still supposed to be at least some iota of humanity inside of you that goes, this person needs medical assistance. Not in and this not day and age. not, what's going on with my front lawn and why is there a car on it?
1: We've I'm- realized that some of the people uh, in this planet... They they don't care.
0: Right. I mean, and listen, I believe that they're honest to goodness. There's a difference from some rando drunk guy rolling up on your front lawn and you getting upset about it to somebody having a legitimate medical emergency let's let's make sure there's 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 certainly situations where you can be angry that somebody drove up on your front lawn i'm not saying that that's not a thing i'm saying that once somebody is screaming at you this guy's having a medical emergency and your first response is have him die someplace else there is a special place in hell for both of you and uh it's it's not going to be pretty because you just don't seem to care And I'm not sure when that got out of us. But then again, uh, once again, uh, having lived in West Palm Beach, Florida, I am little to to no shock involved in this as some of the worst people in the world live there on a fairly regular basis. So none of this sadly surprises me knowing where it is. But the other part of it is just like, oh, man, we got to at least try put forth a little bit of effort to be better than this, please, please. Because these are the worst of us and they all live in Florida. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. Ten years in wasteland here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Big J, I'm sure you have put yourself on the no call list, correct? Back in the day so that you weren't getting a lot of spam calls. It doesn't seem to be doing a whole lot these days. I don't know about you, but it seems like I'm getting a bunch of, you know, weird. Warranty calls. Any kind of calls from all over the place. But do you have a a phone policy? Like, I can't imagine there's anybody out there that when a phone call comes in and your phone goes scam likely, you're going to pick up. Yeah, spam
1: risk is what mine says.
0: What if uh, it's an unidentified number? And it's, it's somebody that you don't recognize. Do you pick up that phone call usually or do you let it go to voicemail?
1: Yeah, if I, if I hear it or see the call coming in, I'll pick it up and I'll say hello. And if I don't hear a human being within four seconds of me saying that, I'm hanging up.
0: What if you do hear a human being, but it's very clearly a uh, spam call?
1: Oh, yeah, you hang up. Do you say anything at all? Just like not
0: interested or take me off your list or do you just click?
1: See, here's the thing. I, I It doesn't seem to matter if I say kick me off your list or not no it doesn't so i I don't i just hang up.
0: and and even if it is it doesn't take you off the list of every other phone you know robocall that's going to be coming in your way but uh it is good to know or maybe it's not i don't know that other parts of the world are having this as well it's not just the united states that are bombarded with a bunch of fake calls and robocalls and scam calls it's also happening in australia but maybe just maybe It's a good idea to every once in a while pick up those phone calls that are from unidentified numbers and not ones that pop up as scam risk or scam likely in them because missing a call for a couple of weeks almost cost an Australian woman $1.5 million. Uh, The woman, like most of us, says, you know what, When, when I don't recognize a number, I don't pick it up. I don't care who it is. But after ignoring multiple calls from an unknown number, she got fed up and decided to answer it to see what the caller wanted because it was the same number calling again and again and again. And it was a good thing she did because it was the Australian lottery office trying to reach her to let her know that she had won $1.5 million. It wasn't a scam. It was an actual real thing that they were trying to chase down to identify her and it's against company policy to leave a message like that because a lot of people don't believe you. And so that's why they kept calling her back and that's why they weren't leaving her voicemails. So she's like, it was crazy. Obviously she never answers the phone. She don't know why she decided to pick up. Maybe it was because of the same number kept calling her again and again. But uh, the fact that they called her so many times, she thought she would finally just answer it and see what it was about. And now she's got $1.5 million because she decided to pick up the phone and take a call that came in as an unknown number. She is going to pay off some bills, invest some money, but now she's a little bit richer because she took a risk, Big J, You see? Risk-reward. I mean, answering your phone I don't think is all that big of a risk. No, it's true. It's not like she's putting her life on the line, but still, it's she did something that she normally wouldn't do uh, just because it was something that struck her as odd, and it paid off in the long run. So uh, I don't think... Uh, the the lottery office is going to chase you down here like they would in Australia, I'm guessing. Uh, But you never know, I suppose, right? Yeah. So maybe take a chance and pick up a number or two that comes up as unknown. Worst case scenario, you hang up on the person, right?
1: Yeah, it might feel good to do that as well. Yeah, I mean,
0: if, if, if things go sour, it wastes a grand total of five seconds of your time. But if things turn sweet, Big J, whoa, baby, maybe you are a millionaire. Now, I can't think of a situation where uh, I don't know what the best news I ever got that I picked up from an unidentified number was. Nothing as good as a lottery, I can assure you that. But I'm trying to think if there was an actual good situation where I picked up uh, an unknown number, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. So maybe it's not always yeah, going to be a good. a long shot. Exactly. Just know that uh, your horse could come in maybe just maybe once, and that would make you feel a little bit better about picking up your phone.
1: On the morning after with Nick and Important
0: stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at AdvocatesLaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, there's something wrong with us as a group of people. Because according to the University of Oklahoma, uh, during this whole pandemic thing, people that are married have been reconnecting with exes in, in the world of social media. Uh, they apparently looked at about 3,000 different marriages and confirmed that 62% of them said that they are keeping an eye on somebody, quote, on the back burner just in case things go wrong in their current marriage. God. <laughs> just awful, man. 62%? Come on, guys. Uh, 54% of women and 44% of men admitted that at one point in their life they did hook up with a former ex. Not necessarily since they've been married, but they went back to a relationship. That ever happened to you, or has your exes always been your exes? Um, before you were married, of course. In the Big J past.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much stayed the exes.
0: Well, pretty much implies that there may have been a situation. Well, there, where it there, wasn't.
1: there is one. Well, there you go. Well, then you yeah.
0: have done it. Uh, Study leader John Bannis says if having an ex-partner on your back burner cascades into increased communication, guess what? That's going to lead to trouble in your marriage, just in case you're curious. Another researcher adds that when uh, society has reopened, there's been a surge in the use of dating apps. So uh, that should probably not surprise anybody. But the fact that, you know, if you're in a committed or a relationship or a marriage and you're trying to find somebody to have on the back burner, that seems like a real scumbag move to me, Big J. Yeah, it seems like uh, that's uh, self-prophesizing destruction. And 62% of people say they do that, which is a lot. That seems like a really high number to me. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, if if 50% of marriages end in divorce, I probably shouldn't be surprised that 62% are looking for other possibilities. Hey, uh, Steph Curry's got himself some money. He signed a four-year, $215 million extension with the Warriors. That will take him with the team through the 25-26 season. Uh, he would have been entering the final year of his previous contract, and he becomes the first NBA player to ever sign two plus $200-plus million contracts because he stuck around with the same team. And that's how he has done it. Hey, guess what? According to a report released yesterday by a firm that the NCAA hired to kind of see how they're doing with diversity in their organization, they basically have said the NCAA sucks at it. Uh, They said they have fallen short of its commitment to gender equality and recommended that uh, they do a better job trying to improve women's sports because they focus too much on men's sports. And even though the fact that men's sports may make more money than women's sports, they have said that the NCAA has done a really, really poor job trying to monetize women's sports, and there's way more money to be made, but they're not putting forth the effort or the advertising to make that happen. And so as one of the recommendations that the, the filing has put together it's that they hold the men's and women's final fours in the same spot in the same time therefore equal amount of attention can be spent on both which makes sense to me i've always thought it was weird they split it up anyway i mean it's like you have a, a certain amount of resources and you're putting them in two different places instead of the same place at the same time which seems very very weird right but uh either way who knows if they're going to do that listen if if i have my way the NCAA crumbles to the ground oh god wouldn't that be anymore.
1: great i mean we we could all cheer yeah when that
0: happens uh but uh and i think we're kind of getting there because hopefully if anything between this name and image like this and this whole study people are starting to realize if you haven't already that the ncaa has no idea what they're doing and they're really uh, an organization that can't get out of their own way that are only in it for their own interests aren't helping out student athletes students or athletes period and are just trying to make as much money as possible for these suits that run the thing and that's all they care about And the less of that we have, the better off it'll be for athletics and collegiate sports altogether. Um, But uh, I'm not holding my breath because they still hold a lot of power. But I'm just saying it'd be nice if we started to realize that they're not necessary. Burn it
1: down! Not necessary.
0: Big J, sad news, dude. Ric Flair doesn't have a job anymore. Woo! The 72-year-old wrestling legend apparently has decided uh, that he wasn't happy with his storyline involving uh, his daughter and Lacey Evans in the WWE. He made it clear to Vince McMahon that he wasn't happy with what was going on, and the WWE basically said, hey, Rick, get the hell out of here. Bounce sand. And they released him from his contract. Uh, Rick, who is a two-time WWE Hall of Famer, he has not really wrestled since 2011, so it's been 10 years since he's entered the squared circle, but he did sign a contract in 2012 to be with the wwe as part of its non-competitive programming so he's had a st- say in the storylines and basically what happened was uh his daughter charlotte flair uh he's been unhappy with the way that, that the wwe has treated her since her main rival got pregnant and has not been allowed to be in the ring they haven't really done what with charlotte and he's like hey don't forget you have a really big personality in my daughter here and so they're like you know what nature boy get the hell out of here And so, uh, to his credit, he says there's no hard feelings between him and the WWE, but I'm guessing this probably isn't the last we're going to hear from the Nature Boy because he's just one of those dudes that always happens to pop up somewhere. And uh, and he still holds a little bit of, I believe, popularity in wrestling, even if he's not in the ring. You know, you put a microphone in his hand, he can have a little bit of fun, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's fun to hear a 72-year-old guy scream woo. I like that very much. So hopefully he's not done with wrestling. He just might be done with the WWE. Big J. All
1: right, let's do some pop culture smackdown, Big J. Uh, Yes, how about some tickets to Primus, baby, next Tuesday at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. Hopefully it'll be a nice day. It won't be 118 degrees. You go out and have some fun with Primus. You just got to beat me Pop Culture Smackdown to get those.
0: No promises, though. Big J has not invented his weather control machine yet. Still a work in progress? Yeah, the people in Dubai can do it. Why can't we? Well, uh, you haven't. I know it's always been a dream for you to be able to control the weather. Yeah. But you haven't gotten there yet. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. You must defeat Big J in a battle of pop culture knowledge. And we are going to start... With the Achilles heel of the Treasure
1: Valley. Sports! So my
0: guess is we'll go through a couple before we get to our first true contestant. Hello, the X. Good morning. Unless you can answer the call. Good morning. What's your name, please? Amber. Amber, you're up first. Amber, this is baseball's all-time hit king, despite serving a lifetime ban from the sport. Oh, got a little help. Right! How can I hear the guy that's whispering better than you? Whisper. Big J, Sandra Bullock starred in a bomb TV version of what 80s chick flick starring
1: Melanie Griffith? Um I want to call it Soap Something Melanie Griffith Wait, who was it? Sandra Bullock. Sandra
0: Bullock starred in the TV version that was a bomb of what 80s chick flick starring Melanie Griffith TV show was in the 90s, but it was based on an 80s movie.
1: Man, and I'm not thinking of Melanie Griffith TV shows, so... You movie. 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 Yes, movie.
0: Melanie Griffith movie. Working Mom? Oh, man, you're close. Wrong. But it wasn't called Working Mom. It was called Working Girl. Right! Damn Working it! Working Girl.
1: Hey, right I'm answer. proud of myself You should that be. Answer, you should so. be I halfway home.
0: I mean, there is a show called Working Moms now on Netflix, which maybe it did confuse you. But no, Working Girl was the name of the movie. Oh, man, I thought you were going to go on a run. Me too. But congratulations, Amber. You got yourself some Primus tickets coming your way. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go there.
1: Melanie, not many movies start Melanie Griffith. Uh,
0: well, I mean, there was Cherry 2000, your favorite Melanie Griffith movie right. to reference. Uh, she was in Bonfire of the Vanities, of course. Nobody's fool. I mean, I could rattle off a bunch of Melanie Griffith movies. I take Mm -hmm. it back. Milk Money. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rox. Big J. Headlines are being brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, well, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com, the one you hear about all the time on the X. It's right there, available for you to check out by yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows, my friend. How embarrassing. This is genius. And I think it's cursed. This is genius. Uh, Bar festivals or bar prices at festivals are fairly expensive. You know this as well as I do. Uh, And audiences pretty much just have to pay the price if you want to grab a beer at a music fest. But one person who went to Lollapalooza at Chicago's historic Grand Park last weekend decided it wasn't a good idea for him to pay the very steep prices for booze. So... He did something that I'm not sure had been thought of before, but is genius. You know, when Lollapalooza isn't happening at Grand Park, it's a public place, right? So, like, two weeks before Lollapalooza was supposed to happen, he went to this park, and in an area that he knew where uh, the festival was going to be, he buried a couple of bottles of vodka. And then, when the festival happened, he got into Lollapalooza, and he dug up the vodka so that he had... The beverages that he wanted to have Damn. inside the music festival and wouldn't have to pay, you know, uh, $14 for a vodka soda. And I think that's really, really smart. I'm sure it's against, you know, policy, but I think it's good. All he had to do was kind of remember where he buried the prize because it was two weeks before the actual festival. But I say to that guy, very resourceful, yeah. very smart, and kudos to you for outsmarting the system. It couldn't have been easy, but yeah. at least it was uh, it was doable, and he was able to pull it off. So, And the video went viral. You know, uh, so it's on Twitter. Somebody named Vashawn Jordan Jr. made a post about uh, the idea, and it worked. So, good idea. I don't know if everybody can do it, but it's smart anyway. Yeah, now we know the security flaw. Credit where credit is due. How embarrassing, or I think it's cursed. I think it's cursed. Uh, the Titanic, Big J, didn't go too well, if you remember right. Right. And uh, things continue to not go well on Titanic related things as three guests were injured on Monday night after an iceberg wall collapsed at the Titanic Museum in Tennessee. Three guests were taken to the hospital. Their injuries were unknown at this time, but the museum's or owners say it's not exactly clear what caused the collapse, but they had a makeshift kind of like iceberg wall there so that you could see kind of to scale the size of the iceberg that hit the Titanic, and sure enough, it fell over on a couple of people that were there. Now, no idea if people were climbing on it and something dumb happened or if it was just a complete catastrophe, but uh, maybe stay away from Titanic-themed things just to be safe. Yeah. I mean, I went to the Titanic exhibit at the Discovery Center and it was a lot of fun and everything was, you know, put together professionally, but you can't always count on that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And it's not like the Titanic has a great track record. So so far, two huge incidents.
1: And can you think of another another ship that's got that kind of stuff? No, no, not at all. I'm um, kidding. Now, if something were to happen to those people and they would unfortunately perish, would they be included in the folks?
0: The death toll? Yeah, uh, I believe it would be fair. Yes, and a proper tribute, if we're being honest. We'll wrap it up with how embarrassing. And this is pretty awkward, but a pickup truck that was launching a boat into Lake Springfield in Illinois was caught on camera as the truck slipped into the water and actually sank during a live news report.
1: That would suck.
0: WCIS reporter Jacob Emerson was on the lake for talking about a proposed project to build a second lake in the area, when in the background you could see a white GMC Sierra pickup backing down the ramp. The driver got out to release the boat from its towing and its trailer. And in the video, the truck continues the roll behind the actual camera footage and then it goes into the water itself and then it's fully submerged within 25 seconds no injuries thank goodness but you know the guy on camera is just watching his pickup trucks (laughs) sink into the lake Local officials say that the uh, the actual slip there proposes a unique challenge, and it was coated in a slippery layer of algae, which is why the truck slid into it. It wasn't, like, left in reverse or anything like that. It was just one of those things where it was covered, it was parked in a slippery part, and it slid right back into the lake. Damn. City will be investigating the incident to determine exactly what happened and if any charges need to be made, uh, or changes need to be made, I should say, to the launch, not charges. But... Either way, that would suck to have your boat uh, not only go in, but then your truck sink on live television and everybody watches your your truck gets submerged into the lake. Not a good time.
1: Funny for the rest
0: of us, though. Yes, it is fun to watch. Rob Zombie, John 5, Nicky 6, L.A. Rats, I've been everywhere here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J, and we've done a lot of jobs, Big J. we both worked in the food service industry. Yeah. And uh, you, for less than I did, but did you enjoy your time in that particular game? No,
1: no, not at all. And according to new survey from job search website Glassdoor, three restaurant chains uh, have the unhappiest employees. Uh, And that's uh, all thanks to uh, a considerable amount of things, Uh, not one of them, uh, many of them uh, part of the pandemic before and after, uh, they uh, found that Duncan, Sonic and Chipotle have some of the most dissatisfied workers in the biz. Interesting. A fact that might prevent some of these companies from fighting motivated workers as the labor market becomes more competitive. because it's weird because you know I
0: feel like those three particular restaurants have very different setups. Does that make sense? Yeah yeah uh, very different you know I mean uh, obviously Sonic has got like the car hops that come out to you. Which is very different in a lot of ways. And then Chipotle's got really, you know, somebody behind the counter. You're telling them what to do. And then what was it? Dunkin' Donuts, right? Yeah. Which is essentially like a, a Dunkin' a, a Donut shop. You know what I mean? It's all right there, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, part of the issue is, uh, well, the customers, Nick. Oh, uh, well, uh, worker satisfaction is, an, is actually higher than it was pre-pandemic. But it could be because there's significantly fewer workers to survey. Uh, And they also said uh, unfilled jobs in the restaurant industry is climbing April 5.6% of restaurant workers quit their jobs. And uh, uh, apparently a major reason the industry exodus after being furloughed for so long on the pandemic, many restaurant workers decided to look for better higher paying jobs. Yeah, dude. The don't involve customers trying to fight them. That's that's exactly
0: the thing. Like, I mean, if you look, at, we talk about how there's, like, you know, not a lot of people working in the restaurants or fast food particularly are looking for a lot of people. But the, the unemployment number has gone drastically down. So that just means that it's not that there's a bunch of people sitting at home. And deciding to stay at home over working fast food, it is that they have found better jobs that also were hiring post pandemic that paid them more and also wasn't fast food, which is never somebody, you know, it's not one of those deals where it's like, hey, when I want to grow up, this is what I want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a great stopgap. It's certainly a necessary job, but it's also one of those that it's like, hey, listen, if you had your choice of doing an office job or working at, you know, fast food, which one are you going to choose? And the answer is going to be probably a little bit more of a professional environment, you know, and so that's part of this as well. And it's nice that there's a raise and, and uh, you know, there's more money to be made in that particular industry. Uh, but it also is understandable why people decide to move on from that industry because you know I, I worked at McDonald's when I was growing up as well the pay was awful of course that was back when I was a kid but you know it w- I worked there because I wanted to work there and I enjoyed it up until a certain point because that's where all my friends worked Do you know what I mean like when I was in high school there was a bunch of us that were all friends that all worked at McDonald's so it was great yeah. and only did I when I when, when they actually you know I enjoyed being at the front of the store I enjoyed working drive through but then they moved me to grill and i was like well this isn't as fun as i thought it was yeah
1: your, your buddies you called yourselves the mickey d boys
0: <laughs> right right no yeah we, we, no we were the mickey d's gang please because there were girls and boys in it. oh my, my and balls. then uh and then i got a job at target where all my other friends were working and that's what i ended up moving on to just you know <laughs> just a basic standard you know cashier job but it, i was there because i liked it and i liked the people that worked there and then when that stopped being the case that's when you decide to move on
1: yeah, I mean, but it's it uh, sucks, especially if if people just can't be nice to some of those folks that work in that industry. Oh, oh,
0: listen, you mean I do, re- I, and that's the other thing that you remember. I mean, I don't, I know you weren't at Burger King long, but if you had a in, a confrontation with a customer. That's the kind of stuff that you remember for the rest of your life because somebody is being completely unreasonable for a meal that they're paying $4.85 for. And it's just like, man, dude, you got to take it down a notch. I yeah. clearly didn't put the onions on there on purpose. The, the level of disrespect is, is yes. pretty high. It's well, we have a we have a certain amount of I guess, you know, there's this feeling of what we deserve. And what we should have, and entitlement that goes along with some of this stuff that isn't necessarily there, and also uh, the people behind the counter don't get paid enough to put up with your crap, is what it boils
1: down. Yeah, out. yeah. It was As you're driving off, get a job. It's just. Wait, I have a job. What are you talking about man.
0: Uh, here's the here's the the simple uh, truth. Is it, it would be every job would be a lot better if we all treated each other a little bit nicer.
1: But uh, agreed. That ain't gonna happen anytime soon.
0: Morning after with Nick and Big J. We got your bad impressions. We'll give you something for free. That's pretty nice of us. That's next on the X Rock. <laughs> I'm not
1: impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got some tickets here for you between the Barry to me happening Thursday, August 26th at the Knitting Factory. We could just set up those tickets if you can figure out bad impressions.
0: That's the phone number if you'd like to play Bad Impressions works like this Big J has got a celebrity in his heart and in his mind. He has written three clues about that celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in those three clues or less, a concert for you and a guest on us is how this is going to work. Are you ready, Big J? am ready. To the phones we go. Good morning, The X. Good morning, J. How are you? We're fighting a good fight, man. How are you?
1: I'm awesome. Beautiful. Uh, What's your name? Jerry.
0: All right, Jerry. Good luck to you. Here we
1: go. I have my own brand of cannabis called Houseplant. Uh, Next one. I've created great movies like Superbad, Pineapple Express, The Green Hornet. Uh, Maybe not great. And this is the end.
0: Oh, the next one.
1: I have a really weird laugh. (laughs) Oh, that's not... No, it's either... Ben Akron or Jim Belushi? Now you're way, way, way off. Neither of those gentlemen in those, any of those movies that I just laid out for you.
0: But thank you for playing, oh. Jerry. Appreciate it. Uh, Belushi's got his own cannabis line. I don't think Akron does. That's true. Hello, The X. It was How you doing, man? Did you hear
1: the clues, or do you need them again? Uh, I need them again. I have my very own brand of cannabis called Houseplant. I created great movies like Superbad, Pineapple Express, The Green Hornet, and This Is The End. And I have a really weird laugh. Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) You got it? No, I'm not, bro. All
0: right, man. Well, thank you for trying. We appreciate it. I I wish I could do the laugh. The laugh would be the sealer for sure. Hello, the X. I
1: did it once. Seth Rogen. Yeah, you're right. Seth Rogen. Well played, sir.
0: Congratulations between the buried and me to you coming up on the 26th.
1: Hold on tight, dude. Why is
0: Seth Rogen in the news?
1: Well, he's had to let everybody know that he has not been kidnapped. Good. Uh, A very popular uh, viral TikTok has happened where a gentleman put together a video. See, uh, Seth Rogen's his um, social media lately has been focused on vases that he's been creating. It's all he's been posting is pictures of vases. Right. And so this very creative gentleman uh, put together a video uh, wondering if Seth Rogen has been kidnapped by a ceramicist. And um, it, I mean, it's very funny. Seth thought it was really funny. Uh, it's got uh, about a million views at this point, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But he's like, hey, I haven't been kidnapped. It's just my fun hobby. What do you think of uh, Seth Rogen's vases? They're weird, man. They look like like some sort of weird disease. I think so too.
0: Like I know that art is subjective and every but I look at him and I go, ugh.
1: Yeah, it looks like a wart or something. <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: but to each their own, and as long as he's happy with it, then more power to him and very happy that he is safe and hasn't been abducted by anyone. Small victories. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <coughs> Rise Against Nowhere Generation here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for the old show today. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday morning. It is appreciated. Big J gave a hearty approval to a movie called uh, Bankroll. Thank you very much. It is available on Netflix for you to check out. He enjoyed it very much as part of Streaming Dumbass, so you should check it out. We gave a hearty thumbs down to the couple in Florida that were more worried about their lawn than they were about the person having a medical event on it and said that they wanted the person to die somewhere else, which is uh, maybe the most insensitive thing you could ever say to somebody in a medical emergency. Uh, And so uh, that's not very good. But then again, the story did come to us from Florida. And we also reminded you to stay away from all things Titanic-based and maybe, just maybe, uh, you know, maybe uh, have the people at Dunkin' Donuts... At Chipotle and at Sonic take a little bit better care of their employees. Yes? Yes. Thank you very much. Uh, But that leaves you with the floor, Big J. What you got?
1: You know, I'm all for games, Nick. You know, I like games. This is a video game maybe we don't need. Retired Men's Nude Beach Volleyball League. Oh, you haven't played it? No. It's a lot of fun. No, I know you're into that. Uh, You play the character Len, who happens to be an old dude who's on a nude beach volleyball team. My favorite's the ref. Fully nude as well. Because that's
0: that's being true to the game of nude beach volleyball for elderly men. Making sure everybody's naked and not just the elderly men.
1: Yeah, you need to get sand dust off. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's forever unclean territory. Can't get the sand out of some of those crevasses, if you know what I'm saying. The crevasse. So that's part of the game as well. Is the shower down after it's all finished and done? What is? I saw that story. What is it for? Like, is it? It's obviously not a PS5 or an Xbox game. Is it like a online thing that you play? Is it like a coming soon? <laughs> exactly just what the world needs more nude elderly men beach volleyball games so get ready to throw down some cash for that it should be fun next set of x rock brought to you by western heating and air you probably noticed the smoke in the air outside but what about the quality of air inside your home call the experts you can trust at western heating and air to see how to improve your air quality in your home Call 208 western for more information we will see you tomorrow jason drew is coming up next you guys have a good one And see x rocks